0: Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, different fields, um, all people doing really cool things in their areas. So we talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, we talk to uh, authors and professionals, just people that have been really moving the needle um, in their areas of expertise in those areas, and hopefully take some things that you can translate as a listener into your own lives, um, and also hear some really cool stories as we go along as well. Um, So just before we jump into that, we're really excited to be able to say that we have partnered with Epitome Sportswear. Um, This is a clothing line that is uh, designed to help you unlock your full potential and perform at your best. Um, They are very similar to what we do here at uh, Big Idea Big Moves. They believe in whole life success. So whether it's feeling comfortable during a workout um, or on a nice hike with your friends, but it could also mean that you're, uh, you're sitting in an arena watching the big game. Uh, that your daughter's playing on the ice. So, um, so all of those great things, um, there is uh, an opportunity to be able to kind of take a look at what they provide. Um, their logo is Live Life Fully, which I think, uh, and, and even in our discussion today, I think will really lock us in with that. It's uh, it's also important for them to give back to the community they serve. So it's important to note that they're um, uh, they're working to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport. Um, for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girl in sports so um, check it out at uh, epitome that's e-p-i-t um, o-m-e-sportswear.com. And uh, and then uh, that'll jump us right into, I think, some of the the cool conversation that I know we're going to have today is um, Teresa Greco is with us today. She's a a happiness coach, an author, editor, and senior writer at two Canadian luxury living magazines. Um, She's a motivational speaker, educator, and uh, an educational technologies consultant as well. So she's a co-author and author of three self-help books um, and her personal development company mentors um, others about Achieving their own personal happiness and fulfillment, and she is the host of the Steps to Happiness Internet uh, TV show, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit uh, as well. Um, so, first of all, Teresa, I mean, busy uh, I know, and and so thank you for taking the time today to chat with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: here. Well, I, I know when kind of we've talked a little bit, and and when I've looked into kind of your background, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was was your own personal journey to get to where you are now. And I think it also it really links in well with what you do for a living now as well. So why don't, why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, how kind of this came about to, to where you are today?
1: Thank you. So basically, for me, it was approaching 40. That was that turning point in my life that had me asking some very important questions and maybe some questions that some of you have asked as well, which is, you know, am I happy living the life I am living? Can I imagine myself living in the same life for the next 40 years? Am I living my life's true purpose and full potential? That was really the biggie. And so in the asking of those questions, it really had me reflecting on my life and and recognizing that my life had checked off all the boxes that society culture family religion tell you that you should achieve in order to have a happy life so very fulfilling career beautiful healthy family our own home cars in the driveway vacations a year lots of beautiful material things so how is it that if i've checked off all the boxes I still feel unhappy and unfulfilled. I felt like there was this void and that there was something missing. And so I was always thinking, well, maybe if I could be more than who I was by doing, going back to school and doing more certificates, more degrees, more diplomas, doing having more job experiences so that I could do more for others. So everything that I do is always around how may I serve, how may I serve, so that if I could be more maybe, then I could do more, and that would fill this void that was inside of me. Yeah. My life also was one in which I was living – According to external expectations for who I was supposed to be so mean me trying to be the perfect mom perfect wife perfect daughter daughter in law sister employee etc, that I wasn't living authentically I was really living according to external expectations, and so. All of this realization then led me on this path really of self-discovery where, so now I've been on my happiness journey for 10 years and with the things that I've learned, I now coach, write and speak about the various principles and practices that I implemented in my own life that helped me to realize that happiness is not a destination, happiness is not something that we're that we should be striving for outside of ourselves. So I believe that we're conditioned to think it is That happiness is found in our possessions, in our positions in our titles, our degrees, our relationships, our experiences that, you know, I won't be happy until I go on that vacation. I won't be happy until I pay my mortgage I won't be happy until I get that promotion at work. And then we realize that we acquire these things. You know, I won't be happy until I find that perfect person, my soulmate. And then, like I said, then we find these things or acquire these things and we might be happy for a little bit and then it goes away. And so we're on this, this cycle, this hamster wheel in a sense, of trying to always find that next thing that can make us happy. But really those things are are pleasure in that they're fleeting moments of happiness. And so, like I said, with the principles and practices that I implemented, I discovered that true happiness is unwavering. And it is also our essential nature that happiness is who we are, that we are love, peace and happiness. And when we are born into this world, we are that, that you can see love, peace and happiness and how children behave. And it's only until we start to make our way through the world that then we start to create a conditioned self and we start to live a life that is not very authentic and we start to look outside of ourselves. For, for, for that love, peace and happiness yeah. that I was searching out outside myself for love my whole life, um, for acceptance, for reverence, for status, all of these things outside, not recognizing that they were all already inside of me, that what we're seeking is, is seeking us, but what we're seeking is also like the answers and, and what we're looking for already exists inside of us. It's just a matter of going inward to tap into that. And so now what I uh, talk about is very much about how do we nurture all aspects of ourself, our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual self. And so by going inward and connecting with my spiritual self, was I able to discover the happiness that I am. And so happiness is not a state of mind. It's not a fleeting emotion that we feel like on occasion when we're out with friends or things are going well in our life. Happiness is always there for us to tap into. It's always there. And so the question is, if we're not feeling happy, is that why is that? And so there could be two things. It's either there are things that are blocking us from feeling the happiness that's always there inside of us to feel or we're just not tapping into it. And so we're not taking the action that we need that allows us to tap into the happiness that's always there for us to feel. That's what's important to recognize is that happiness, people put happiness on a goal list. It's like, oh, I just want to be happy. I'm like, did you know that you are happiness already? Like you are that. And so it's, there's no longer this striving, the searching for happiness outside of you. It's that, It's in, the. it's in, it's within you, it's your essential nature. It's just a matter of, like I said, either removing the blocks that are preventing you from feeling the happiness that you are, or as well as finding the vehicles or the ways that you can tap into the happiness that's there.
0: So, Teresa, you mentioned that, um, you know, in in the past, you you had kind of all of those boxes kind of ticked of what people traditionally think would create some of those things. Um, Now, you also have a very, you know, you have a busy life. You have lots of things happening across the board. How do you, um, uh, you know... I guess that could create for a lot of people that there's overwhelm if some of those things, how do you, what's the difference for you then between the way things were before where you, you know, someone would, without understanding, maybe how you um, feel differently inside, what would you see made the difference between that list and the other list and not feeling kind of continually overwhelmed just because lots of things are happening too.
1: Yes. And so before I was approaching life from a place of lack, And so for me, I always felt like I needed to be more than who I was so that I could do more, not recognizing that I am, that I'm whole, I'm complete and healed just as I am. And so now when I participate in life, I'm participating from a place of me being enough, that I don't need these things in order to complete me, right? That's why I hate that Jerry Maguire movie that says, you know, you complete me, no, we are complete and whole, (laughs) just as we are. And now we're then we can look for someone to enjoy that's also complete and celebrate life and celebrate each other from from understanding that you're not this, you know, impartial or, or this incomplete person that's making their way trying to, to feel complete by satisfying, again, external, um, needs that society tells you that you that you that you do need in order to feel complete and to be happy and to and to be fulfilled and all of that and so by working on myself and loving myself that is key Um, and connecting to my spiritual self that I I wasn't connecting to it to the level that I am now I believe our spiritual self is our inner magic it's that part of ourselves that where we feel limitless And we understand we're invincible and there's a power inside of us that can create the life of our dreams when we tap into that part of ourself. And it's only when we go inward, can we do that? And there are various ways that we can go inward to, to tap into that, that intuition, that gut instinct. It's that little voice that speaks to us all the time, but we don't hear it it's like a whisper because the ego's voice is the one that we hear louder that conditioned voice that conditioned self that we've created that That the labels, the identity that we've created, that's the voice that speaks the loudest to us versus our our spirit that's also speaking to us, but it's more of a whisper. And so the more you you nurture and you connect with that part of yourself, that voice becomes louder and you can use that voice to guide you towards your happiest life. So, for example, we often say to ourselves, what do I think about this situation versus how do I feel about it? So, how do I think is the rational mind? And when we rationalize situations, We don't always do that in our best interest. So for example, maybe our boss is not treating us well at work and our partner's not treating us well and our friends and our family, like on and on where things are said to us or people, there are certain actions that are done to us where we were like that inner feeling is like, oh, that doesn't feel well. But we rationalize it by saying, well, he's our manager, so it's okay. Well, it's, it's my partner. He's had a bad day. It's okay. Well, it's my friend. Friend and so it, it's okay. No, it's really not okay. And when we do that often where we're, where our, the feeling is, it doesn't feel good, but we don't listen to that. And so when, if we were to ask ourselves first, how do I feel about this situation? How do I feel about the situation I'm in? I'm in the words that somebody said to us. And we listen to that voice. That voice will lead us to our life of happiness. That voice will leave us, lead us to us actually living the life that we're supposed to live and the purpose of our life too. Right. But that voice is like, it's okay. I'll stay in this bad job because it makes a lot of money. And it pays the bills. But it's not really what you came down here to do. And it doesn't feel good every day. And then we take prescription drugs to help us feel better. Or we drown it with recreational drugs or alcohol or parties or other things that we use to distract ourselves from that little voice that's inside of us saying we're not living on purpose, right? So our per, our per, I believe our purpose is To uncover who we really are, because through the living of our life, we've adopted cloaks, I call them cloaks that have, that have um, prevented us from really knowing who that true authentic self is. And for me, it was the perfect mom, perfect sister, perfect wife, perfect teacher, perfect, lots of different things. And it wasn't, it was only Um, When I approached 40 that I was then able to ask those questions become aware of the things that I was saying to myself the actions that I was um, participating in to say, is this really me, and I, I lost myself in the living of my life like. When I was, I was having coffee with a friend and I said those words to her, I started crying. I've lost myself in the living of my life. How could I have gotten to 40? Well, close to 40 and not know who I was because it was so caught up in the external and not, and not living my life from 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 there from that space within me and now i'm constantly removing those cloaks so that i can get to that part so as i said i believe our purpose is partly to uncover who we really are so from that space then we can discover who we were meant to be in this lifetime and by doing that and connecting and nurturing all aspects of ourselves can we then discover that innate potential within us, that love, peace, and happiness that's there that we can use to guide us towards the life that we were really meant to live. I was living my life under a glass ceiling, thinking as a woman, that's all I can, that's all I can achieve. That here in North America, I've been blessed with lots of um, wonderful possibilities, but even that, I limited myself. To who I could be, because of the negative things I said to myself, the conditioning, the um the inherited beliefs from others, you know through bullying and through and some of it through well-meaning people, my parents, teachers, religious leaders that said certain things about who i would who I could ever be in this lifetime
0: how does how does the community or the people that you know you you do surround yourself with? How does that impact that? because you can you can see that that also creates some of that in in our past, um, but it probably there's also keys to helping you move forward with that as well how How does your community and your friendships and and the people you surround yourself fit into to what you're talking about?
1: it's the cloaks that we adopt that as we're very young we take in the world unconsciously just through what's happening around us and it becomes that programming it becomes the paradigms the beliefs that we then carry with us and we believe them to be real about who we are about the world and then we see the world through that lens of what's possible what people can do what the world is all about and like i said for for me it was family, friends, religion, that did that as well, that even religion, it prevented me, I would say, say from connecting to that spiritual part of myself, that by going inward, so with, for me, meditation is one of those gateway practices that allows you really to clear your mind, to connect with a part of yourself that you don't usually connect to. But through the practice of and meditation is so varied and vast. I'm a meditation coach. I'm a spiritual coach as well. And meditation, you know, that's a whole nother discussion because some people say, "Oh, I tried it; it didn't work for me." But there's so many types of meditation out there. So it's really about finding. Uh, maybe a form of it that does allow you to go inward to settle in your mind enough to clear your mind enough so that you can listen to that little voice inside of you that's always trying to speak to you and to and to guide you towards the life that you were really meant to live and so and even there's forms of meditation that you can do through action it doesn't have to be you know that one that you're sitting cross-legged on on the ground with your fingers like in this position yeah. and you know in the comfy clothes and the candles and the crystals like there's so much um even that's become so organized meditation is not it's about going inward and connecting with a part of yourself that you don't usually connect with because our 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 world is so outward yeah but that practice I really feel allows me to to nurture that part of yourself so that you can connect to the love that's inside of you the the peace that you can find in within you and the happiness that's there for you to feel too.
0: So I know that um, that you in, in your in your book and 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 a lot of the things that you talk about, you have you have a few steps you, you've tr- you've almost kind of um, formulated how to kind of move forward and become, um, you know, in steps to happiness or steps to, to kind of move towards that state. What what are your um, I think you have five steps to kind of get there. Uh, talk to us about that and, and what people could kind of take from that.
1: So these five steps, which I'm going to go through, are actually going that they are ones that awakened me to the beliefs that I had about myself and about the world. And so it's only until we take a step back. And sometimes it's often that fork in the road that we that somehow our life leads us. It's a trauma that happens. It's a death. It's a milestone birthday. It's like could be a lot. You know, we get. Um fired from our job that we've been at for 20 years. And you're like, now what, right? So it's like that fork that then causes us to take that step back and evaluate our life and where we're going with it. And if and if we're living on purpose. And so um, basically the steps that I'm going to talk about now will allow you then to take that step back and then yeah. ask some important questions of the belief systems that you're living by. Many of us are living on autopilot, right, that we're not even aware of the beliefs, because things are habit for us, we just get up in the morning, and we do the same thing in the same order, every single day. And I think the pandemic is actually something that caused, you know, a little bit of like shuffling around, because people's schedules and people's habits and routines were really thrown for a loop that now oh I don't have to go into the office I'm now stuck at home and now I'm with my kids all day and now I have to see my partner so it was all of this that we live so much on on habit that then something like that is like oh wow things are going to change up here (laughs) and how am I going to adjust to those changes but that we could have that's a whole nother discussion we can have but it was just to, to say that us living our life on autopilot often doesn't allow us to awaken to the belief systems that we operate by and the programming, the computer that really um, organizes our life for us. And we need to take control of that. We need to start making active choices so that we can lead our life in the direction that we have, that we want. And not that outside forces are directing our life that we are actively creating the life that we want moment by moment this is what i'm speaking so much on now is that the saying that we create our reality we actually do with every choice that we make in every moment we are creating the life that we're living so for example if i feel like having a cup of so i'm like oh i feel like i'm having a cup of coffee i have a choice Either I can go and make my, myself fun and actually create the coffee that I want to drink, mm-hmm. or I can sit here and say, no, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm lazy, I'm tired, or whatever it could be. So at every moment, we're choosing the life that we want, either choosing to get up and do and go and grab what it is that we want, or are we just going to sit back and let life happen to us?
0: So the five, so yes. the five steps, how does so that, how steps. does that work?
1: So number one is meditation, that that is that gateway practice that allows us to connect with our spiritual self. It's that energy inside of us, we all have it. It's that intuition, it's that gut instinct, for me, it's that inner magic, there's so much magic. And that's on the inside of us that we're, that we don't necessarily tap into, or even societies labeled it weird and woo woo. And, and now I'm very like, I'm happy to, to hear that meditation is more of a buzzword now. And people are actually like, I meditate, I meditate. I see it on, on like reality TV now. And I'm (laughs) like, this is great because when I started 10 years ago, it was weird and woo woo. And I had people tell me I was in a cult. So you know, to go from that to like, you know, in a decade to now a lot, you know, there's apps and coaches and YouTube video, like there's so much so many resources out there. So I'm so happy that it's, it's moving in that direction that we're, um, that that it's a practice, like I said, that can help us to tap into that part of ourselves that we don't usually do. Mm -hmm. So meditation uh, would be my first one. And so like I said, there's lots of different forms of meditation. So if you're not finding one, that works for you, maybe seeking out a meditation center, uh, a meditation coach that can help you to discover a, a form of meditation that can work one that I really love off the bat are like guided meditations, because those ones allow you to visualize or focus on a theme. So there's so many kinds of um, guided meditations, depending on what you're struggling with. So if you're struggling with forgiveness, with letting go with sleeping, with maybe tap, you know, speaking to your guardian angels, or your higher self, or whatever it is that you're looking for, what what you're feeling is you're lacking, perhaps, or something that's troubling you getting rid of anger, like there's so many out there. So whatever you might be feeling plagued with let's say there are guided meditations that can help you to focus your mind so that you know they're taking you on a path and it takes you into the forest and then there's like this music that really helps to like engage your senses when you're when you're there and so it it can help lead you away from that chatter because if when we understand how our brain operates that we have 60 000 to seventy thousand thoughts a day and it just yeah. it's nonstop. And so a guided meditation can help you to just like, disconnect from that. And then a going down a, a path that can help you to focus on something else for 10 minutes 30. That's the other thing is that meditation doesn't have to be an hour thing, again, that you're like this, and you're like, I can't do it for a minute. It's true that. And that's why it's called a meditation practice. It's not a get it perfect the first time is that people who meditate regularly know and my including myself know that every day is different that depends on like what's on my schedule what things I have to how long I can stay in that space but it's it's just about like redirecting your mind all the time is that I I'm there I'm focused and then all of a sudden like some, you know, chatter happens and then I'm like, stop, stop, back over here, back over here, back over here. So it's like redirecting yeah. and it, it could could go with start with a minute and then go to two minutes, go to three minutes, and just see how, and it's like the more practice your brain gets used to it, and you just physiologically, you know, you build that habit where then you you Really, when you get to that space, you don't want to come out of it like it's so peaceful and so loving and so joyful and harmony and all those good feelings that that's how you know you're there, because you can feel that inside of you. You can feel the love, peace and happiness inside of you. And it's when you tap into that, you just want to tap into it more and more often. Number two, I would say is being very present And mindfulness is a practice that can help you to do that. So, happiness is found in the now. And what that means is that many of us live in the past. Again, because of how our brain operates, of the 60 to 70,000 thoughts we have, 95 to 99% of those are the same as yesterday's. And yesterday's often the day before that or months and years before that so many of us are living in the past and that's just because of the habitual nature of the brain and so it's it's important for us to collect our senses to always bring us into the present moment which is where happiness is found it's here Mm -hmm. and not in the future either right many of us feeling anxious about what the future could bring and and things that we're maybe working towards again that we can't feel the happiness that we can feel now because we're so concerned with the goals that we've set for ourselves, And because we're not achieving those goals in the present moment, again, we're not feeling the happiness because we believe we won't we'll only feel happy when we achieve those things. Whereas happiness is here. And so when happiness is in the present moment, it allows us to be happy in the journey. And the greatest indicator of happiness in the future is actually how happy we can be today. And so every day, if we're happy today, we're happy today, we're happy today, leads us to the future of us being happy. But if I'm not happy today, because I'm waiting to be happy at some point in my life that I'm working towards, we're never happy. Like, even the idea of it sounds so awful to me because I could be happy today and today and today and I can be happy in every moment by enjoying really being present to what life is bringing me at every moment so mindfulness is like calling all of your senses to what's happening so as I'm talking to you right now I'm so here I'm 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 not on my phone. I'm not watching TV. I'm not eating. I'm not, you know, talking to this person and that like, I'm here. And so mindfulness is calling all of your senses to appreciate the food that when it's time to eat, it's like be present with the meal in front of you, take in what it tastes like, how it smells, how it feels on your tongue. Like it's, it's, Uh, And I take so long to eat, everybody laughs. It's like like, we're at a restaurant and they're, they're ready to leave. And I'm still like there chewing my food slowly because I'm appreciating the food that's there. And so when I'm outside on a walk, it's like really be present. Like look at the colors that you see with your eyes.
0: And it's really the appreciation of what's happening at that point too, right? Because you, you kind of have a um, some gratitude that comes out of that as well, Thank I'm you. sure.
1: So gratitude is one of those practices that immediately raises our vibration. So if we're feeling angry, if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling stressed, if we stop a moment and start to practice gratitude by looking at all of the things that we're thankful for in our life, all of the things that are going well for us, we tend to focus on the negative, like for me, it's all day long, all the different things that I'm, that I'm thankful for. But yeah. it's, we do that in the morning, it actually releases over 1400 biochemicals in the body that actually stay in the in the body for six hours. And so when we're practicing gratitude, we're raising our vibration, our energetic level, to a level as high as love love is the highest vibrating energy, but gratitude is exactly up there with love. And so when we raise our energy, we actually stay there with those that physiological response that that we experience in the body that stays with us for most of the day. And so In the morning is the best time for us to do it. And then I also recommend just before we go to bed. So that's a practice that I do too, is to go through all of the things that I'm grateful for that happened in my day, because then you're bringing that into your sleep, which goes into your subconscious mind that really affects how you live every single day. And it also tells the universe that I'm so thankful for these things and that, and to invite more of those things into your reality. Me speaking to you on this has been like a journey and that I practice every single day. It's work every single day to, to ensure that I'm always tapping in to the love, peace, and happiness inside of me because the world takes us away very easily. It takes us so just turn on the news.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. It's pretty easy, especially now, probably more so than time. So yeah,
1: right away. You can you can feel that fleeting. My happiness is yeah. fleeting every <laughs> single day. I don't feel at peace when I do that.
0: Well, And, and, and Teresa, that's that's I think the one thing I, I was meaning to when I asked you earlier about the you know, there are lots of things that create get you to the spot that you are at with all of those different influence, influences. But there are a lot of things or a lot of people that who you surround yourself with makes a big difference on whether or not you're able to be, um, you know, really authentic and and all of those things and, and be able to to also be kind of promote that in yourself, because those people are supporting that, you know, is, is that something that you see, you know, does, has it made a difference as to kind of who you, who you surround yourself with, who you don't surround yourself with anymore?
1: And it's right, really about setting up those boundaries, right, that if I'm going to honor myself, I'm not going to hang out with these people. I'm going to like, even that, like my friend circles become so small, because I recognize that there were some people that I was hanging out with, that really weren't, valuing me and and my time with them it's like time is the most valuable thing that we have Mm -hmm. it's not it's not their money it's not our possessions it's time how do you get time back when you're spending it with people who care less about you or what you're saying or what you're doing that you're just there to have people to hang out with like so and or creating boundaries around those people that are toxic in your in your workspace or in your personal space, that you need to actually release them. It's not loving, it's not respectful. And so finding the courage inside of you to eliminate those things. And then as you said, then moving towards those those people or those resources that actually help you to to and facilitate the changes that you're trying to make in your life. So my I surround myself with so many books, lots of audio books, lots of podcasts, lots of videos, lots of like online um, programs that I'm constantly like immersing myself in. So they remind me of the changes that I'm trying to make.
0: So Teresa, I'm sure, there's lots of people that are listening that um, um, aren't at that stage yet. That are maybe at the stage you were at before, where um, mm-hmm. they're they're looking, wow, I, I do need to make some changes in my life. I need to be more intentional about what um, the choices I make and and what I do. Um, if there were a couple of things that somebody listening would think, um, you know, okay, here's a couple of actions, even just even just today that they could take right away that would at least Move them towards, you know, fulfilling the fulfilling your five steps and, and those things is, uh, you know, what are a couple of kind of quick hit things that they could do just to get that ball rolling kind of get them off of, uh, you know, go make the coffee instead of, you know, deciding not to so how what are a couple of things they could do kind of right away.
1: So it's about having a toolkit of things that we know work for us and allow us to tap into the happiness that's inside of us. So being aware of what that toolkit is, is really important because We need to make time for those things so that, as you said, even what could we do today? It's knowing what those little things are that we have to make. We have to make time for. We have to schedule them. Because if we don't, then, again, the world happens and then we're off schedule and we we arrive at the end of the day and we're like, damn, I didn't exercise today. I didn't meditate today. I didn't read the book I wanted to read today. All of that. So for some people, it could be scheduling it that if you have to see it physically in your schedule, then make time for, to do that. And then make time for that activity that, you know, removes the blocks to allow you to feel the happiness that's inside of you. Like I have to go on my walk. I have to listen to that upbeat music in the car that I know it's like that playlist. I have a playlist. That's my feel good songs. I'm not even kidding you. And as soon as I put that on, it's like, yes. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> right yeah. it's that that's something immediately you could do is listen to those songs that in, that allow you to like yes i feel that energy inside mm-hmm. and right away you're like yay right and the, or, it's, or it's the exercise The so one hour of exercise it's the yoga it's the conditioning whatever that the martial arts whatever it yeah. is that allows you to be centered and present to what you're doing it's really making time for those things that when you're there and in the moment and in the flow mm-hmm. right it's like
0: you're kind yeah, of creating yeah. that feeling on your own. You're not chasing something. You actually know what it is that creates the act, the feeling that you're looking for.
1: Yes, yes. You're feeling that that happiness, that peace, that joy inside of you. It's there. And by making time for it, you can tap into that more regularly. Is recognizing what those toolkit things are for you and mm-hmm. making time for you to engage. Even if it, listening to that audio book on the, on the long commute home. I mean, people can reach out to me after this and I can, Mm -hmm. you know, give them some of the resources of the authors that I use and the people that I follow that help to keep me on track.
0: And so... Teresa, if, uh, if people are looking at first, uh, number one, I mean, you've got a lot of things that are kind of resources available, but also, um, you know, where they're able to find your book and things like that. What are some of the best ways of being able to connect with you and, and maybe follow some of the, the work that, um, that you've, you've created?
1: Thank you. So they can go to my website, which is teresagreco.ca and it's Teresa with no H. So teresagreco.ca. They can also connect with me on Instagram. And there I'm Teresa Greco underscore steps to happiness. And I'm also on Facebook steps to happiness with, with Teresa Greco.
0: Awesome. And what we'll do is we'll put right in the show notes. We'll put those links in there so people can go directly. If you missed that, um, absolutely do it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of great material. Um, there's there's books. There's videos. There's lots of really cool stuff. And obviously connecting connecting directly with you is is a great thing as well because I know you do some coaching. You do some um, seminars and things like that.
1: Yeah, and there's Go a ahead. weekly show to yes. show, So every Thursday at noon on Soul Liberty TV, the steps to happiness show with Teresa Greco is there. So it appears it airs live at that time. But then the reruns are, are available on that platform. It's also available on YouTube, on Soul Liberty magazine. That's the, the page you can subscribe to and my show is there as well.
0: Well, well, I know that um, people will have taken a lot from, from today's conversation. We really uh, uh, appreciate you being able to bring so much content today, um, and uh, and hopefully they can do that and, and follow some uh, some of what you've done, and, and hopefully we've uh, been able to change a few people's uh, lives today, so that's, that's really cool, too. Um, anybody listening at home, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now. Um, we have great guests every week, just like Teresa, and, um, you know, again, I, I know you've We've got a, a, a lot of things going, uh, going on, Teresa, so we really appreciate you taking the time with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. All right. It was a pleasure having you. And uh, to everybody else, we will talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves.